Hello, everybody. Okay. How you guys doing? Ooh, my hair looks not so great today. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, Mr. Lightning Keyboards. How are you doing today? Did I spell keyboards right? Hi, hi. I'm always self-conscious uh, about spelling the word keyboards. It looks right to it me. It looks right to me. It's all <laughs> yeah, the capital letters throwing me off. I'm yeah, here for Digo. Me too. <laughs> Digo, Digo best. Chase, how Chill are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. That's good to hear. Is everyone okay for volumes? Can you guys hear everyone okay? I'm hoping. Mr. Diego, if you guys are not familiar with lightning keyboards, you guys can hit exclamation point guest, by the way, or exclamation point keybcast, I think it is. One of the two. Um, Mr. Lightning Keyboards is also a streamer. He's been in the hobby. How long have you been in the hobby? For a while. Mm, let's see. It's February 27th. I've been in the hobby since... December 3rd, 2016. That was my first meetup that I attended and my first day getting deep into the hobby. So did you attend? Um, so I've um, been around for like four, four, four years damn. and a couple months now. Damn. Hmm. So did you attend a yeah. meetup before you bought Keebs or was this something that you were kind of interested in? So you went to a meetup? So I actually knew about keyboards way before that, maybe like a whole year before that. Um, kind of like I already had like you know full size with you know MX Browns, Cooler Masterboard, you know, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that, all that good stuff with good old CoStar stabs and you know. Um, but uh, this was like back in college. So in college, I had a close friend of mine. Uh, so I studied electrical engineering, and so I had a close friend of mine who was really into restoring stuff. Uh, kind of like going, you know, going to like the electronic dump area to like you know recover like typewriters or random like monitors and like random parts and stuff we would just like tinker around with that kind of stuff uh so i would just always go with him and we would just hang out and he was into um uh, you know like uh when like grab bags were kind of popular uh so he was into like grab bag keycap trading and that kind of stuff mm. um and like collecting like switches of different kinds so i knew of the hobby right i was just exposed to it at a very surface level i was like oh cool that sounds very tedious though and then <laughs> later on when i started working um, and then I decided to, uh, come back to school. Basically, uh, I was interviewing and on the interview trail, I met this guy who was also in the hobby and, uh, on the flight back from this interview, we started talking and he happened to live very nearby. Like he pretty much happened to live right across the street from me. Uh, oh, he wow. worked at pretty much right across my building and it was like, okay. And then he was like, let's hang out and, and whatnot. And, and one weekend he was like, hey, dude, uh, I actually saw on Reddit that there's this mechanical keyboards meetup and I've never been to one. Uh, do you want to you wanna come with me? And this was the first uh, DC area, like yeah. Washington DC area meetup. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first meetup I went to. And but but before that, I had never like touched like a custom mechanical keyboard or anything oh, like so that's, that. That's like, interesting. I, like the timeline yeah. then. So you went to a meetup then kind of got into like it gets into it more right yeah i went to that meetup and my life changed completely <laughs> <laughs> like simply said like i discovered topre i discovered like you know ergo clears and, and zelios which were like pretty much just in the first few rounds i think like it was like round two or round three sure yeah um and then um you know like like smooth linears like had never tried like properly like smooth like loop linears or whatever you know of course gmk and sa all that stuff so actually, when I came back home after that meetup, which was only like four or five hours long, I ordered a Nova Touch and an HHKB that same night because I 
like Topher so much at the meetup. And then I was like, I'm going to try MX later. But for now, I want to try this Topher thing on my desk right now. So I, I ordered two keyboards that same night. <laughs> um, I, I became like obsessed with it. Jampot asked Lightning, do you still know the guy? Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. I mean, like all of these people I still talk to. Um, they're they're pretty much like friends of mine. Uh, one's like you know friend from work, and one's a friend from from back in school. So uh, they are not uh, very heavily involved in the hobby, but I know that they they are still aware, and they actually are also aware that I that I stream. Actually, they both <laughs> recently hit me up, and they're like, "Hey, dude, uh, <laughs> just realize that you're like you like stream keyboards like these days." <laughs> I was like. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like, they're like you know I recognize your username from Reddit, and then I saw that you post these photos and whatever, and and you apparently stream keyboards. It's like that's so funny because you know you're the guy who was not that interested, and then you kind of went all you know into it. Yeah, <laughs> just like Taco just said, how the turns have tabled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, dude, honestly, some people are making a good point. Relic of the past meetings relic of a time once not in lockdown <laughs> that's true i actually yeah i think my favorite part of the of like the community aspect of keyboards is attending meetups like i've traveled across the country yeah. to attend meetups yeah a few times i've gone to like seattle i've gone to norcal i've gone to socal um and like you know all over the east coast too and yeah. i really miss that like i would schedule myself two or three trips every year just to go to keyboard related events how many people in chat have actually been to a meetup? Like, I don't know if a lot... That's actually a good question. How many people got into keyboards because of COVID? And how many people, I guess, have maybe attended anything prior to it? I mean, I still haven't been to a meetup. I mean, I... Let's see. I would have started getting into things about August of turned 2019. Up. He's turned up all the way. <laughs> Am I not? Am I quiet? No, no. Lightning needs to be turned oh. up a little bit. Digo needs. I'll to be just speak up. closer to the mic. I'll, there you go. I'll just speak closer to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Gotten during was, quarantine. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did, and it's it weird to kind of hear. I I doubt there's very many people in the scene that, at this point, like I bet there's a large majority of the scene that hasn't even been to an event at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to go to I see a few people say they haven't and some people say they have. So I got into it well before COVID, but I got to go to one meetup. Ma mainly because there's not a lot of meet meetups in Canada. <laughs> um, but I got to go to one and it was really fun. It's when I had, I think I'd gotten my first custom at the time. Um, well, other than my tofus, I, had, I got something a little bit more, I guess, extravagant. And uh, I went to my first one, and that was a lot of fun. But um, then, literally a month later, COVID hit, and they said nope. Mm. Uh, we're gonna have a second meetup uh, here in Mexico, but COVID, yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's honestly, I haven't been to meetups, but I got into the lobby um, or the hobby, sorry, because I built my first PC around December last year. I uh, was looking for a nice keyboard to match. Saw how deep the rabbit hole um, goes beyond typical gaming keyboards, and got sucked right in. That's another thing too. I wonder how many people kind of got into it because they were looking just for a fancy desk accessory and they're like, hmm, keyboards, hmm. <laughs> I mean, or like setting up their home offices, I guess, for, that for too, those who yeah, work at home, too. right? 
Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people like upgraded their PCs and would be like, oh, now I want something nice for my keyboard. And they start looking to options and then they realize that maybe the custom option is actually just about as, you know, as pricey as a new mechanical keyboard, let's say straight from the, you know, from an OEM. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we're getting to that point too, where we, we, we're getting all these like really fun entry level options. Oh yeah. What's, um, so what have you kind of taken a look at so far personally from the entry level stuff so far? I know you myself. Yeah. I know you built the Kara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I built the Kara. Uh, I've uh, seen, uh, I mean, of course, I have an NK NK65 here. I actually got the Milkshake Edition one, Justin. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've gone to check that out. Um, what else is out there, really? I mean, of course, I've seen, like, pretty much every KVD fans board out there. Um, like, uh, you know, like, KVD67, like, KVD75, 8X, um, the D65, I've seen that, too. Um, like, of course, like, every variation of the tofu. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I've seen all of those. Um, and then I've seen also like a few like pre-built stuff. I've done, I, I also have done like pre-built modification stuff for people like Leopold's or like Vermillo's that, you know, they want like their switches desoldered or like their LEDs changed or whatever, things like yeah. that. Um, so that's like still at the entry level, I think. Um, but other than that, I think like, for example, like things I haven't seen is like, I haven't seen the Portico. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen like the Icky 68 that's currently on, on Group I. Um, yeah. And there's like probably a few others that I haven't mentioned. I think entry, the big ones right now are like the NK65, which actually I have not tried yet. Uh, NK65, you know, I'm hearing a lot about that. And I know people in chat were really telling me about this too, was the uh, the one from KBD fans. Which one's that one they're called again? Uh, well, there's the, the KBD fans or the KBD67 uh, Lite. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so that one is like hot swap and also like, you know, pretty much easy to use, programmable, all that stuff. Yeah. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on like the NK65? I love the NK65. I think it's such a good deal for the money. Okay, like this was, this kit right, right here. Nice. Yeah. The milkshake, this was $190, right? Mm. And it came with a carrying case, right? A, a nice carrying case with a zipper, uh, this like sweet uh, pink cable, coil cable. Like kind of, oh, kind of I didn't telephone know it came cable, with that. you know, really nice yeah. USB C and all that. Um, it has this nice card that basically tells you like, oh, it's like via compatible, and <laughs> you should be careful about your hot swap sockets and your pins, right? Um, but and and then this comes with caps and silk switches, right? And it's, it's such a good deal. Like it, honestly, like the switches are pretty. I mean, they're so darn smooth stock, and like if you want to modify them, you can always take them off, yeah, right? And like easily. the fact that it's hot swap yeah. is just like so easy. Yeah. Um, same with like lubing the stabs, you just have to take off one switch and then the stab, which is because it's plate mount, right? So like I, I know that a lot of people say like, oh, it's a shame that um, the NK65 still uses plate mount stabs. But I personally think that for the entry level person, this is perfectly appropriate because it, it, makes sense, it yeah. means that, yeah, it just you just need to take out four or five switches just to lube the stabs, and that's all you have to do if you don't want to touch the switches at all. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. It's just like it's just like the same modification people would do when they have CoStar uh, stabilizers under under pre-builds, and all they need to do is put some dielectric grease on the wire, and it's just about the same amount of complexity, in my opinion. Uh, so I think this is like such a such a good deal for the money. Um, it's really hard to think of any other board that kind of like offers as much, but I'm, I know that the competition is slowly growing in that, oh, yes. in that arena. Yeah. 
um and and i'm very excited to see it just because it's it, it's making the hobby so much more accessible to people who are reluctant to let's say you know in my case i was already interested in the tinkering side or the electronic yep. side of yep. things i actually when i first started when i first went to that meetup i actually thought maybe i'll meet like an engineer and maybe i'll do a pcb like that's, that's, that's what true, my yeah. initial thought was because i'm i come from sure. an elect electronics background so i was like i'm probably gonna i, I might make a pcb or something but that didn't end up happening at all. Um, I got into the more like hands-on, like, you know, building and stuff. And yeah. Which is interesting too, because like one of the things we keep discussing too, um, and I know, I know there was a large discussion, I'd say even about a year ago, where people were, I feel like a lot of people were kind of hesitant for more entry-level stuff, um, thinking that what would that do to the hobby? But I think it's great that more, like think about it like this too, where it's, the more people get into this hobby, the more people buy, for example, NK65s or Ickies or um, the Ramakaras, you know, that opens up more possibility for people to want to tinker, just like you said, too. And if people tinker, yeah. that means they could potentially, well, first of all, probably buy more switches because they're going to see what suits their personal preferences and tastes. Um, but I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a great thing to see more entry level things and more people being able to dabble in a hobby that they never maybe could have dabbled it before. Also, I want to read off some comments. Uh, Rent says this is a little while ago, your K build with the Telios and GMK Shoko is the reason I now have a K. Oh, Very thank you. Cool. Thank you so much, Rent Snake. Um, I, I really I really like seeing those kinds of comments because it kind of, at least it, it makes me feel like people are actually seeing what I put out there. And yeah. sometimes I just post things and I'm just like, well, it's out there. <laughs> like, you know, if people see it, great. If people don't, that's cool. Like, I don't mind. Um, I just do it because I love the sharing aspect, you know, like just yeah. posting a photo or posting a build, uh, you know, putting the build stream like bought up and that kind of stuff. Um, Ten just says next NZ meetup in May. You guys are already having an, a meetup in May? Oh, they're they're doing fine. They're doing great. <laughs> yeah, they're doing fantastic. They can go to the movies. They can eat out. They can, you know. Meanwhile, New Zealand's uh, in North free. America. Yeah, that's one of the hardest parts about knowing how many people in Texas are into like the like mechanical keyboard scene right now. Like so many, I know so many people in Texas right now, and I know for a fact that Reagan would be hosting meetups if he could right now. <laughs> Like Reagan would yeah. be using his warehouse space as like a meetup space yeah. for like Texas meetups, and man, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, but we will wait. Yeah, hopefully vaccines can change that stuff or something. I don't know. We'll see. Apparently, it's supposed to be a bit faster here in Canada, but we'll see. Uh, bought a terrible full-size membrane Corsair board and needed more space, and that's how I learned about the different options. Creaturely, hmm. that's awesome, dude. Honestly, it's cool to see people kind of picking up even Corsair boards and kind of leaning into the like seeing like, oh, I need more or I need something different. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think that's what got a lot of people into more keyboard stuff too, realizing that like 60% keyboards existed, for instance. <laughs> like, I think that's a lot of people's first step into like, oh, I can do other things other than just buy Corsair or Logitech or Razer keyboards. Like, I think that, I mean, we've talked about this plenty, like duck the Ducky one too many being like a stepping stone for a lot of people. I think so, yeah. To get out yeah. of that i guess can normal consumer keyboard space i guess yeah mm -hmm. or like the and pro that the kind of and stuff pro. Yes. what was the other one yeah. too the poker that was a big one yeah, yeah. Poker, poker, was... poker 2 and yeah. poker 3 were revolutionary first of all because i mean they were the first keyboards to introduce 60 percent tray mount yeah mm. um and then the first custom case that came out i mean a little bit of history 
the first custom case that came out for the poker was was the duck poker called called the duck mini um and like duck you know the korean yep, keyboard yep, maker yep. duck like he was one of the first people to make a custom aluminum tray for the mm -hmm. poker um and then that was not obviously not popular at all because it was extremely niche but then obviously like china caught up with it so like you start seeing things like on aliexpress or like you know on on websites where like people always like browse just to like browse different parts right like you know third-party enclosures that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and like eventually like, you had like philco cases right um and like phantom like the phantom pcb and all yeah. that stuff and so ba basically like modding pre-builds was the beginning of the hobby right and so I, I still think that it's great that we are going back to this idea of having a good entry-level um item that's essentially like a pre-build that's off the shelf right yep. um where, where these like are keyboard community vendors are, are selling like off the shelf and basically now these vendors are becoming the like the oems of of, of this community and it's great it's it's great to see that them being like the center point for 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 new enthusiasts to join in and then start seeing like what what else is out there i mean in the end that was the same story for me right like if if topri had not been readily available for me to buy like a leopold or like uh you know nova touch at the time i was still in stock um or like the hkb right then I'm sure that I would have had a little bit of a harder time going into the custom side. Like I would have to had ask my friend about it and then learn more about it. But it was much easier for me to purchase something first, get it, try it out, and then and then know what kind of reference uh, I would need to get afterwards uh, for me to like yeah. move on to yeah. the next step in, in my progression in the hobby. Yeah. Is Topra still something that you go back to often? I I tell people. Topre is there's no there's no end game right like that that word is like a mythical thing right mm -hmm. but Topre is the is the friend you always rely on <laughs> is, is it's it's like the shoulder that you're always looking for when you have bad moments right it's you always go back to Topre because it's comfortable it's not because it's mind blowing or because it's the best it's just comfortable and you so a lot of people will purchase HHKBs and eventually sell them. But then a year later, they're like, "I need, I need one again," <laughs> and they buy it again. That reminds and, me and of that's that what clip happens. from Tim the Tatman. I don't know if you guys watched that clip about Tim talking about how he's on the bottom of the scoreboard. Totally different, you know. Obviously, Topper is like something that you secretly <laughs> love. But Tim was talking about how he was on the bottom of the scoreboard, and he was telling everyone that everyone has that one group, one that one friend in their group that's the anchor that's always on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sort of reminds me yeah. up a little bit. What's everyone's yeah, yeah, comfort that, that, switch? Ooh. Yeah, comfort, mm -hmm. switch. comfort switch. I think you know for Diego, it's probably what Topper then. That's your comfort. Yeah, switch. yeah. For yeah, me, for me, switch. my HHKB forty-five gram. You know, like the 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 stock forty-five gram switch. For me, loop that up. Um, sometimes I I put silencing rings on a lot of my Topper. It's very easy. But just even just lubing and lubed HHKB forty-five gram is perfect with OEM caps. I don't need to get custom caps. There you Perfectly go. fine. Yeah, I need to lube yeah. mine still. I have a toper that I need to lube. But um, my comfort switches, honestly, I like clacky stuff. So I like Duroc stuff. And I know some people really hate clacky, but I love clacky. Mm. I like a good sharp sound. What about you, Chase? What are you guys in chat? What's your what's your comfort? What's guess? What's your go-to switch? Your comfort switch that always makes you happy. I'd say right now, it's definitely alpacas. I I can't think of anything that just feels and sounds as comforting. If that's really how you want to say it as alpacas do right now for me 
MX Black's long stems to the solid clack. Yeah, Tempest, you were saying that. Milky Yellows are my comfort <laughs> switch. Nothing better than Otemu Blues. Holy Pandas Banana Splits. Comfort, Inkster, Model F. I have a question for you, Lightning. This is super important. Mm-hmm. This might be clipped and sent to APRE later. How do Ooh. you... What would you... If you were to get a Gateron Ink Switch, and it happened to be the black Gateron Ink, what's, okay. how would you... How do I word this without spoiling what I would try to say? How would you go and tell your friends like what color Gateron Ink did you got? I like, say I got a Gat Ink... I, I I say I, I got a Gat Ink Black switch. Oh, see, we all think Gateron Black Ink sounds better. I mean, I I, I personally don't think it matters so much. <laughs> I'm I'm a very uh, carefree kind of guy. Okay, I I like it, it's like when people kind of get into the whole like, uh, is it Vintage MX Black because it's pre 1994 or not? But the years keep counting, so. Does that mean that it's going to be vintage after 95, I mean, you know, before 95 and 96? But no, Eventually right? Like people say, like, oh, but the vintage. molds. Yeah. But the molds, man, but the molds. And I understand the distinction from, like, at, on this production standpoint. But let's be honest. You get a vintage MX Black just because it's smooth. You yeah. don't care about anything else. It's an MX Black. You wouldn't even call it vintage. Like, you, you could just call it MX Black. I actually do that on purpose. When I put like a description of a keyboard that has vintage MX Blacks, I just put Cherry MX Black. Why? Because it doesn't matter. It just happens to be an MX Black switch that is old and smooth. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's but, a rose but, but by same for the name. <laughs> naming thing too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Gat Black Ink or Gat Ink Black or Gat Ink the Black Variant. Or just like, Black Ink. Well, Apiary you know, was that. asking the other day on her chat. She was like, She's like, who started calling it Gat Black Inks? And I was like, don't I call it Gat Black Inks? Like, is that not what they're called? Black Inks. <laughs> I think, I think when you when you say inks, people people know that they are get like I just say Black Inks. I don't even throw Gateron or Gat at the front of it. I mean, that's true too. I think yeah. a lot of people just like they just if, if it's inks, like they know they know the brand that's yeah. selling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when someone just says inks, I think of that one first. And then when people clarify saying, oh, they're the red inks or the ink red ones, uh-huh. then I'm like, okay, I'm, they're, the, they're, they're the other ones or the yellow ones or whatever, right? Uh, are there any other yeah, inks? I mean, there's other ink colors like yellow, yeah. red, exactly, and blue, yeah. I think. Blue, and there's also the 8008 now, uh, now That's right? true. That is true. The new ones. Is that And, and there's probably going to be more. Is that spring weight on the 8008 the same as any of the other line? I don't remember. I actually forget. Yeah. I didn't buy any, so. Jax, do you they not like the yellow a... inks? I actually don't mind the yellow inks. I think they, they're the only ones that have a shorter travel distance, right? So, yeah. So the yellow inks are the ones that have like a box kind of style yeah, of yeah. like a stem. And they have a short, they're like speed switches. Yeah. So they have a shorter travel. I actually don't mind um, them. But I have the... them in a few boards. Yeah, the 8008 ink uses GAT yellow springs, the regular GAT yellow. So that's the 60 to 65 gram spring, right? Um, but but it's just uh, an opaque um, ink switch. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, okay. Also, I see a lot of you guys talking prior to this, we started talking about switches. A lot of people you guys were saying about the, a few of you guys won the Iron 165 in chat today. So who, who entered for that? 
who entered and who got their W's today. The 8008 inks are pretty nice. I'm typing on them right now, but I replaced the springs. Ooh, what'd you just replace them to? Overslept? Oh, Me too. I, I'll be I woke honest. up at 2.30 yeah, p.m. I, I woke up and I just didn't enter. I, I, I don't think I need one in my collection, so I'm not going to hoard keyboards for no reason. I got through the queue. Yeah. L Congratulations, Sybase, on getting one. Got my sights in the Thermal Plus. What do you think of the Thermal Plus Lightning? Oh, I, I, okay. So the, the regular Thermal, honestly, I really liked it already when like uh, Nathan Teja like had his uh, first stream of it. Yeah. And I was like, I really want it. Actually, um, I, ha I should mention this because at the time when the, when the group I ran, like it was like, like a month or longer, right? For the group I paired. I, I, I was uh, in a pinch. You know, I just didn't have the money to buy the thermal. Yeah. And Will, at the time, actually offered. He was like, hey, man, like, um, if you really want it, like, uh, I can, we can, like, reserve a unit or whatever, right? And I was like, oh, you know, it's all good. You know, I don't I don't take favors from, from friends about, you know, I, I don't like to mix in money into the equation when it comes to, like, friends and whatever, right? And so I was like, no, I'm good. And so I passed on it. And then just recently, I got to build for a client. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, it's very unique. It's bouncy like a trampoline, right? So yeah. the thermal sixty, the thermal plus, which comes with the the, the grill at the top, mm -hmm. for me, it doesn't evoke the same feeling that the thermal. That's does. fair. Yeah. Uh, for yeah, because of the way that that the heatsink look goes, right? It kind of the, the regular thermal, it's symmetrical, like has it on both yeah. sides. Yeah. I think that look is what for me is like. Oh, it reminds me of a heatsink right there. Mm -hmm. Um, and also it's like this long piece, so it's like the the whole like brutalist aspect to it, right? The Thermal 65, the, I mean, the Thermal Plus, uh, it's just definitely like a bit of a branch off from that. So for me, it doesn't have the same appeal as the regular Thermal. Yeah. Um, I'm not a 65% kind of guy, actually. I actually prefer 60% 60, 60 over 65. Mm -hmm. um, and so in my case, I wouldn't purchase it. And I most definitely won't. Um, but I think that for anybody looking for a 65% keyboard right now in the custom keyboard market, the thermal plus is a great option because the thermal typing experience oh it's is great very yeah. unique it, it's yeah you know what was funny too is when i got that thermal came out about when i got into the hobby um like really into the hobby and i was talking to mr keebs at the time and again i didn't really understand much about keyboards and he's like i remember him exactly saying i showed him the thermal I'm like this looks cool and he's like, yeah, this is one of those boards you're going to want to pick up because it's going to have a very different mm. typing experience from everything else on the market. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, because I don't know what that means. And now I understand, you know, what a typing experience is. Yeah. Um, now I, I thought to myself, oh, well, okay, I don't really understand that. So maybe I'm just going to pass on it. But mm. now that you've, I've tried something like the thermal, I've tried, you know, like even plateless, I've tried, you know, gasket isolated, um, something like a sandwich, you know, top, integrate it there's so many different typing experiences and i will say like oh thank you that type of typing experience is very different space cables thank you so much for the tier three sub i appreciate that man wow hello hello mr space cables <laughs> where are you why are you not here <laughs> we haven't we haven't pointed out the fact that there's no reagan with us tonight no uh. no he's as you can see where this way he's not in the middle well actually usually i'm in the middle here but Reagan's not here, so it's just the three of us today. Um, Cableman is here, okay. Pog. It's okay. One big I'll happy. Take the middle. Wait, wait, this way. One big happy family. 
Uh, hotel, hotel lady is cleaning the room. Yeah, the whole the, the hotel lady kicked them out. Said we got to clean right got, now. Got kicked out of his hotel. Mm. <laughs> the maid's cleaning the hotel room. Reagan's yeah, like, oh shit, why did I come here to get roasted? I don't know if you know this, Lightning, oh, but Reagan's bedroom always looks so clean, and there's nothing on the walls, and so everyone says it looks like he's in a hotel room. Mm. And it's impossible a, to keep it that clean. There's a running joke that Reagan streams from a hotel room every single week. It's not. It's not a joke when it's the truth. <laughs> it's not a joke when it's the truth. Andy, thank you so much for your prime. Still waiting for the Alex body pill. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Anyway. Oh. Um. <laughs> Oh god, where were we? You were talking to me. You're talking to us about Mr. Keeves. Uh, yeah, the thermal man. Like, the typing experiences are so different on different. And that's why, like, obviously, the one thing that I'll keep on telling everyone here is, if you don't have the money for something, don't buy it. But if you guys do mm-hmm. want to get deeper in the hobby, it's I think it's super valuable to try out a whole bunch of different um, of these things because you have an appreciation for what kind of goes in to making a keyboard. Um, and even even just the different typing experiences, like trying them all, is just so much fun. And that's why, yeah. honestly, that's why, like, I can't wait for meetups again. That way, there mm-hmm. you obviously don't have to spend money on your own. You can just try someone else's. Yeah, but that's gonna be so. You much can fun. ask a friend. Hey, yeah, bring this out. <laughs> yeah, please, <laughs> please, please, please bring this to me. Uh, Clever yeah. says, "Here's a good question: What's the craziest design keyboard you've ever seen in the hobby? This would actually be a good question for Lightning." Mm-hmm. Craziest design keyboard. Uh, one keyboard design that I really want seen uh, made is the Parallax by AAO3 and Poner. And Ion Keyboards is basically a battle, like a vintage, like, you know, the Model M122 or F122. It's like the big two two floor uh, battleship style, oh, God. Um, vintage <laughs> style keyboard. But I want that made in full you know aluminum good old like you know like a custom keyboard should be i'm i would be very excited about that i think that's very cool obviously like the space cadet keyboard is like uh it's iconic and it's it's very crazy for sure definitely i think on the vintage side some of the crazier designs are out there uh but as far as the custom mechanical keyboard scene let me think really crazy i saw one recently that was crazy that axe that's been made oh no 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 what was that called? Was it the Fat Boy or something? No. Which one? Uh, it was by. Uh, you guys know Pro Boy. He's a. Um, he's a like a he 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 he's actually a very large collector in Thailand. Um, okay. He he, and he posts like gorgeous pictures too. Um, he he owns like hundreds of keyboards. Any like any keyboard that you might want to like name like want to name an OTD. He probably has it. Okay, he like owns a ton of keyboards. And one of the keyboards that he uh, recently, I'm not sure if it was commissioned by him or if it was like by a friend of his. It was very complex, but it looked very cool. It was, I think it was like, the, let me let me look it up. Yeah, sure. Just, I think it's on my. Instagram. We'll read some stuff out here while while you look at the wrist well, breaker. Yeah. Oh sure, sure. Go ahead. The wrist breaker is pretty crazy. Oh but God, I saw so that high. lightning. You built a was it the S7 Elephant a. a couple a few months ago or something oh yeah that that keyboard is very cool too <laughs> this is a crazy keyboard the elephant yeah elephant's interesting it's definitely interesting cries in plastic really cool. <laughs> well, the plastic. mc 76k fat boy this is one drunk man yeah 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 i think that's correct um yeah <laughs> soon hooligan whenever we design it <laughs> um alex cool switch in the background thank you so much speaking of thermal what colors would keep cast go for 
I, if I had the choice now, looking at the new colors, rose gold, rose gold, easy. Can't pass up on a nice rose gold keyboard. I'm sad mm. they don't have the option for that red, the whole oh, red again PCB. Yeah, it was a so one good. time. Yeah, it looks so good though. <laughs> the red was nice. Yeah. Did you end up finding the, the board? Yeah. So the so that MC seventy uh, six K Fab Boy. Uh, you should uh, like here's I posted the group by page. Look it this. looks pretty. Uh, it just looks like a chonky forehead oh, God, or whatever on, heavy. on the on the outside. But wait until you look at the internal part. Whoa. It's really weird. That is um, uh, they, they don't show the, the the actual inner side, but it's like there's 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 this weird thing going on with the way it's mounted. Um, it has this like breakout board. It looks like oh, yeah, they have a video work. but like it pretty much like went under the radar. Um, and I've only noticed like a few uh, people who built it, like pretty much the people who were directly involved in the interest check. Um, but it was it's it's pretty wild. Like I I kind of just want to see this in person to to figure it out and to like assemble Whoa. it and see see what it's what it's like. Different ways um, to cushion this one has, too. Like very interesting yeah. internals. And it has this like knob on the back, and like you can put it in the front, or like you could put it the at the side. Or it's 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 like it's like a, this modular sort of system going yeah. on here. Um, but but yeah, I think it's never gonna happen again, probably. But maybe if you ask nicely, uh, they'll they'll have like a unit to to share and to <laughs> check out. But maybe if you visit Thailand, you could always ask. Uh, what's his name? Pro Boy eighty four. He's on YouTube. You know, um, I would I would or Pro G love... Keep Look. Yeah. I would love to take a look at some very unique stuff. That's why I want meetups again so bad. Uh, Ori asks, yeah. what plate material would you choose um, if to use for the rest of your life? Ooh. Aluminum. You would go with, al with aluminum, yeah? Yeah. I'd yeah. probably do the same thing. No Aluminum's... Like, don't get me wrong. I like FR4, but I feel like aluminum works good for just about everything. Yeah. Because there's been the some boards... Yeah, there's been some boards with FR4. I'm like, eh. Geist machine Same with polycarb. Oh yeah, if oh, I can, the guys. Honestly, yeah, if I can go with anything for for plate, for a keyboard case, I like I like polycarb. I like the sound polycarb makes. Mm. The guys is interesting mm. too. The guys is definitely an interesting keyboard. Has a big wheel looking thing in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What I personally about am that. not huge. Yeah, I'm I'm not huge in that just because it, it just looks like it's gonna get in my way of <laughs> using the board. <laughs> like it's just like what do I do with it? Uh, It'd be cool like to see yeah. somebody. I'd, it's yeah, a statement like piece, see, though. I'd like to see what somebody does with one first before. I'd like to see it in front of somebody. And it, yeah, I don't know. It looks like we're gonna grind coffee beans in that thing. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine combining both? Because I feel like that's a very, that's a very like loved thing in this hobby as well as coffee. Coffee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can someone do that? Can someone design a coffee bean grinder that modularly slots into a keyboard? Good old burrs. <laughs> I would pick the plate like that sounds... grinded coffee. Oh, I know. In your keys, as you type it, grinds. Oh, that would be great, dude. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, <laughs> Is he keep look on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Pro G keep look. He's the uh, Thai um, collector and keyboard enthusiast. He's a uh, very very big. Um, I mean, he has a he has a bigger presence on YouTube, I guess, because he posts a lot of typing tests and whatnot. 
and but he has such a wide variety of keyboards. He also has this beautiful hack job of an AEK, the Apple Extended Keyboard. Oh, cool. uh, a beautiful hack job done into I think it was a TKL, um, but like it, it it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, let me let me see if I can find a link for people to check out. Uh, so I, I had it right here. So I have his YouTube channel. I'm gonna take a look at that too. I'll post it. I like looking at other people's stuff. I'll I think post it right here. I think one of the more interesting parts about keyboards too is just the variety and like how I I love looking at how people customize what they get. I think to me, other than hanging out with people and meeting new friends, like that has to be one of my favorite things. Like seeing how different mm -hmm. two of the same keyboards can be entirely. You know. Mm. Oh, I've yeah. seen that AEK hacked into a TKL. Dude is crazy good job on that. Okay, I need to take a he look. he actually commissioned someone and it took them like like six months to do it properly because they had to like sand it down like they had to like chop it sand it down and basically uh like they actually made it so that it's not just like you paste like a wall so that you close the part yeah. that you chop they actually he actually like molded that side so it's it was perfectly symmetrical to the other side so like if it has like little grills it will have all the grills and um, so, so, and then you have to like sand that down and perfectly file it and all that. So it looks just the same on the other side. Um, so, so apparently it just took a long time and obviously because this was like labor in Thailand, it was like much cheaper to do so. Like if you ask someone in the U S to do something like that, or in like in any, like, like, you know, like in North American general, it would cost you a fortune because it's so much manual labor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. That's, yeah. a, that's the big thing too. It's just like, local, sometimes local is very expensive. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think we need more ortho linear keyboards, says Ori. I can't type on hmm. ortho, man. Like, I'll be honest. I've tried because I have one. I... Me too. Mistype. And I tried for a solid week, and I still mistyped after a week. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I could not do it. I did my big dive into odd layouts my first year in, like, my, actually, like, for two years in keyboards. I got a, I had a plank. Uh, I had a Prionic, I had an Ergo split, like the 40, like the basically the 40% split version of it. That's an ergonomic too. I mean, that's like ergonomic and ortholinear. So it's like ortho, ergo. Um, I've tried like, like I've tried like a variety. I've tried like dactyl, maniform, that kind of stuff, ergo dogs. And like, I just eventually couldn't get used to them. Um, and I tried the minivan too, like 40, yeah. like good old standard 40%. <laughs> and I just couldn't get used to the usage of the function layers. Um, like I could use like a Timo 50 actually. The Timo 50 uh, is very similar to a 60% typing, and then you can access your function keys and your number keys, number row keys, through like the spacebar of the function keys um, that are like mapped on them by uh, like the tap dance feature on QMK. But yeah, I think any smaller than that, it's just too difficult for me to type efficiently. So I eventually yeah. stop trying those out yeah well i have a, I have a follow-up question regarding that but first i want to answer ren's question here uh actually i want to read tacos what i like about the ho hobby is you never uh truly find something that is the same as the other person sure there might be a lot of tofus but you hardly ever find the exact same thing i agree because even like the way we lube our switches is completely different um from person to person yeah. so i definitely agree with that uh ren mm -hmm. says what is keepcast's favorite color scheme on a keyboard Ooh, very interesting question Chase, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I have for a while been trying to figure out what exactly my favorite color scheme is. And 
I've been looking for... So, <laughs> I am not a big fan of the color green, but for whatever reason, uh, like, lime green, like, really bright green, like, I'm into on, like, grays and stuff, and super user caught my oh, attention. Cam super user? Cam yeah. super user caught my attention, and I think gray and green, because I have a moon UAD coming in, and that could look pretty good. I, yeah. I, I'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to that color combination. Me uh, Megatron's asking what about botanical though, Chase. That's not my. It's not. It's <laughs> not, not my your cup, cup of tea, tea for green. <laughs> no, it is a pretty set, but it's it's mm. not not for me. Green, green's not. I, I find green is probably like everyone's. Well, not everyone's, but a good chunk of people don't seem to like green. Which is understandable. Green niche. Sets. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Diego? It's more niche than blue or purple and that and like yeah. monochrome yeah. stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh my favorite color scheme, I mean, um I'm a big fan of all the classics. Wob, Dolch, Beige at the top, anytime. <laughs> but um I think some of my few uh, favorite sets like amongst uh like you know, like GMK or whatever, uh I really like Violet on Cream. I really like Honeywell. Um I really like um let's see. I really like carbon. I have a very uh, carbon's nice. I have some fondness yeah. for carbon, uh, like just good old carbon. Um, let's see. Uh, I really like um, like Miami Nights or something that has a bit of pop. Uh, I like the round two of Hyperfuse, which is the one that has like wider, creamier alphas. Yeah, yeah. And um, like the darker purple. That one uh, for a while that was like my favorite set. Uh, like the first year and a half of the hobby, I think that was like something that I used. I my set super shined up. Um, and then later on, I like the the Origins version of it, which has a grayer yep. scheme going on for yep, the alpha. Like that that was too. really sweet. Yeah. Too. The contrast on that one is so much better. Uh, yeah, so I really yeah, like that. Yeah. And then Taro, Ace. Such a good set. <laughs> Dude, Taro was one of those sets, and I think a lot of people here can either say that they liked it during group buy, or there's a good chunk of people that were like, hmm, this color ain't for me. I'm not sure how I feel about it. And then the moment it went on extras and then they started seeing it on boards, they're like, ooh, that's different. That kind of hits different. I was one of those yeah. people in the second group. And then I really wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Not going to lie, but P-Wade three sets in general, they're sleeper sets. They're they all look sle like yeah. sleeper sets, yeah. but they're all bangers. Yep. They're all re analog dreams was great. I think Thai T is going to come out fantastic dude. And I, in my mind in the me. same way i'm like i don't know how i feel about it because during our, me neither yeah and i'm like i don't know but watch it turn out great there's been a few sets where i'm like i don't know but watch this to be something that i like down the road firefly yeah. was like that for me too i really liked mm. firefly afterwards but i noticed that some of the mods are different on firefly and now i can't unsee it i didn't realize yeah. that in the renders I only know that because I kn I've known Peeway for a long time, and I know he really takes his time picking his colors. Oh, for Titan and, like, and stuff, he, yeah. For all of them, yeah. like he took. Like, I mean, before the Taro interest check, he was working with people like myself. Like, like I was like a day zero sort of supporter. Like I saw him like when he first picked the hex codes and the Pantones and all that stuff, and then like changed them to Ral and like all that stuff, right? Um, it was like maybe like six to eight months before the first the interest check thread came up. Yeah. So like he took his time figuring things out, and then like the kidding and all that stuff kind of came later. Although that the kidding, I think I don't agree on him with kidding, but <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I mean, no, it's true. Yeah. Like the round one kit was really weird. It was very chonky, had a bunch of 40 support in the base kit and whatnot. But I understood because he was um, working with a lot of people also in the 40 scene yeah. uh, who really wanted that support in. Um, so I totally understand there's conflicts of interest there. Uh, but but as far as the colors go, like he's very thoughtful about that. And he's just a really chilled like enthusiast, you know? Like he's not, he doesn't really make it seem like he's up here and everyone's here and he's just like i just tried different colors and they seem to fit and so i just went with it which is um, which is fun yeah. I, I think a lot of people here like are agreeing to uh 10 pg says i joined tai T. oh hell yeah i like the boba alphas on taurus's mechatron tai T looking good too mm. says chozo but i know chozo loves loves taro um looking at gene k amethyst which one's that again i'm assuming it's like purple you know what said I'm yeah. waiting to find for like to finally ship out so I can probably snag up some extras. Are you gonna say is... Dracula? Nice. No, no, I'm gonna say Future Funk because I'm I still think that's it. it's gonna oh. look pretty cool mm. when it finally when it's finally here. Yeah, I'm still waiting. I know a lot of people are waiting on Dracula, and I'm still waiting on Future Funk. And I feel like that's Future. Mm. I think Future Funk has hit its. When did I when did I buy that? When did Future Funk go on sale? I feel like it's been a year now. February 29th uh, of February. 2020. Yep, you're two yeah, days away from last year. Yeah, I see that chat, bro. I want feature phone yeah. too. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, <sighs> Dracula shipping we'll out the vendors in June, July. Ooh, Jim K. Oh, okay. Sloth. Which one's Jim K. Sloth again? Oh yeah, Jim K. Sloth has a like kind of like natural early colors. Okay. Um, okay. It was by, uh, I think it was a uh, was it Drifting Bunnies. Um, but it's like brown. And so like, like sloth a, colors, like a beigeish, yeah, yeah, sloth colors, really. Like a cartoon uh, sloth, kind of comfy colors, in my opinion. Uh, I liked, I liked the way sloth looked. I actually didn't end up buying it. Uh, I was just out of funds. Uh, I instead bought um, GMK bread. Sometime after, <laughs> I think a lot of people like really like bread too. Uh, just, eh, I mean, I resonate with it. I'm a big <laughs> uh, fan of. I'm a big fan of carbs. I love um, carbs big, as well. Carb I'm a boy. Big carb I love guy. carbs. Yeah, yeah, I do. Bread, like bread is a, it's a staple. Can't can't pass on it. But you know, favorite bread. I just went for that bread. Ooh, sourdough probably. Ooh. What's okay. Yours, okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. What's yours? I'm one of those guys that kind of just like eats whatever breads in front of me. But like, I like a good ciabatta bun. I think those are really good. Okay. Uh, but th here's the thing. I'm also kind of snobby. Where mm -hmm. it's like, if I can get my, I'll, I'd go. More, well, obviously not now because of COVID. But like, I'd be one of those people to go get bread fresh, more regular, because I like fresh bread like day or two. Mm. So I won't like if I buy a lot of bread and have it sitting. I probably would be upset with myself but i like oh me too yeah, yeah. I, I like bread to be like doing the other big thing i used to do this a lot as a kid and i still kind of do this i'd go and buy like to a, a bakery just to buy like a piece of bread sometimes just to have it fresh like warm put some butter on it yeah put it and then i just like <laughs> I, I buy sometimes the one piece of bread dude <laughs> just so the good. one piece of bread my fresh warm bread with butter that's See, it lightning nothing else as of recently, my wife has decided she wants to start making bread, so she actually has sourdough Ooh, starter going down, going right now in man. our kitchen. <laughs> you lucky man! When you said sourdough, I was like, "Oh no, Ooh. I can." 
Scott Pop says so jealous. slaps. Jim K. Gregory. How do you feel about the more meme sets? Uh, I think some of them have a fun take. I think Gregory was a fun one, to be honest. I think it just like... I think they really executed that like eye and like smile part so well. Like they even do it, did it on like the Alice, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was hilarious, and I thought it was so fun. Um, and also just the fact that like yellow and black, they're not very commonly picked colors. I that's actually what I really liked about Greg was that even if like I actually bought the extension kit or whatever for the yellow and black. Yeah. Because uh, I was just like I, I just won't ever again. otherwise have a yellow and black set like this. Mm ever and it's stock color so i i have a i have a gmk color ring so i know exactly what it's gonna look like um so so i was like yeah i'm, I'm in uh but hander by uh, oh, for example buy, there was an og greg? factor did you get greg i did oh i didn't know you got greg i i went all in on, all on in. greg i bought oh. every i bought every kit yeah well okay. first of all the designer champ lemon uh he's a friend of mine i, okay, I know okay. him in person but I also do like Greg as the like as an idea, and I think it's gonna look great also without that like meme execution, like with the regular yellow and black theme. It's mm. gonna look great too. What do you think of all the other sets coming out? Like I think, oh, dude, everyone was talking about which one was when you guys were talk, talking about the McDonald's one. Was it GMK Cluck? Oh, uh, something like that, right? Something like that. Is that a thing? GMK not... panels. I have a better. Yeah, question. I'm not huge. Go on, sorry. Sorry. Uh, the McDonald's set one, I wish there was more red. Uh, there's too much yellow and very little red. So that's not something I like as much. I think it would have been much better if there were a lot more red for the McDonald's look. But, I mean, that's just me. Oh, um, talking about GMK Cluck, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's supposed to be like a chicken it, from Minecraft. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know yeah, from Minecraft, yeah. but is it supposed to be from Minecraft? I'm not too sure. I mean, like the like image that they show kind of makes it look like it's very similar to but hmm. the rubber chicken and not mcdonald's i don't know really to be honest sab so yeah i mean like sab so is bisa romi yeah um, yeah so like They're... modeled after like the villager yeah i don't mind i think the meme sets personally are very fun i think it kind of is like a breath of fresh air from like the very serious stuff but mm -hmm. then yeah. chat sometimes not you guys in chat mean like talking to you guys in chat <laughs> then sometimes people go overboard like gmk panels and i was like i don't get this because like i don't get the car oh <laughs> so i don't know sometimes i be or wait okay go on go on diego hold up yeah best meme set that never came to be that i blame the community for sorry is it honk? gmk gb aka gmk calcium aka gmk like the translucent one all translucent caps by taylor is g he oh, I remember basically this. there was a bit of a yeah yeah and there's a bit of a scandal on mech market because he allegedly posted information about uh like the quote and like people were like in uproar it's like oh my god nda all that stuff but also because he was like memeing around really and he was like changing the name he called it like icy icy and then like gmk like G like gb gb um, and so, but eventually became GMK Calcium and uh, pretty much uh, failed to hit MOQ um, is what happened. But I think that if that like bit of a PR hadn't gone wrong, it would have probably hit fine. But I personally would love to see a high quality plastic translucent set like that. Like 
like with that matte texture that GMK has, but that's translucent. That would be great. Translucent caps so be interesting. So they were just translucent blanks, is basically what they all were. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Let me let me look at GMK calcium. Formerly GMK IC. <laughs> and IC says. I, I see Philip says GMK panels isn't a meme set, but you know what? I, I, I totally get that. I see totally, but I want to know how many people, like a good chunk of people. Do you guys know that car? Like, I didn't know about that car until looking at that set, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm like opening it up right now. GMK calcium. Let me take a look at this. I do. <laughs> Philip, I didn't know I see about like, this. I did. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Don't get me wrong. It's a fun approach to a keycap set. Totally respect the person who designed it. Just not for me. Panels, I had no idea. GMK mm. uh, Honk. Yes, I would love Zambu to make GMK Honk real. GMK Honk. Went. I mean, hey, a lot of uh, jokes became real things. Like GMK Hamon was uh, April Fool's. Wasn't cool GMK kids? Dots was basically an April yeah. Fool's. GMK Cool Kids was also, I mean, the uh, EPPT Cool Kids was also like a meme, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of these things become reality very easily on the internet, I feel, because people are like, I'm all in if you make it. And so that's enough, right? All you have to do is hit MOQs. The only set recently where I'm just kind of like, I don't know if this is for me, was GMK Star, which is based off Patrick Star. Oh, yeah. Not for me. Not for uh, me. I think they, the combo is so. It, it just clashes too, too much. <laughs> The, the pink but, the, the pink and the green just clash too much but when you look at it you do think of patrick star so they've accomplished what they set out to do yeah that's fair yes unfortunately it's like <laughs> it reminds me of it and then i'll get out of my head <laughs> because because as a key set it just looks really ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what again they accomplished it so kudos to them um, yeah, although the Rama keycap is pretty cool, I'll say that. Yeah, everyone's been really liking that jellyfish <laughs> Rama keycap. The jellyfish keycap yeah. is pretty cool. I, I do admit it looks very pretty. Like I like it. Jellyfish in, in general are like really cool animals. Oh, okay, that one's pretty cool actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a, a whole bunch of people really like that. Um, so I want to do ask you our, our question that we ask everyone all the time. Chase, do you want to take it away? Mm -hmm. Yes, I will. So. Every time we have somebody on, we ask them to tell us what within the community and within the scene uh, do you feel like is like moving in a good direction or that you're excited about? And then on the opposite side, what is something that kind of scares you or that you're just kind of kind of weary about what's happening? Like just what's good and what's bad within the scene right now, in your opinion? Hmm. I try to not get too personally involved in a lot of these things, a lot of these mm -hmm. thoughts, because they provoke a lot of positive and negative reactions from me, and I just don't like the feeling of going up and down <laughs> like that. Totally. But, um, you know, like becoming too emotionally invested. Um, but uh, I think for the positive part is just the, I think slowly I'm, I'm starting to see people change their mentality about purchasing keyboards because it's hyped up or just because it's like a, spirit of the moment kind of thing because people are starting to slowly recognize that we have such a large community and that the rate of these yeah. like new group buys and That's new keyboards point. is also growing just as quickly yeah and so that means that if you wait a couple weeks you'll see another group buy that you might like 
And in, in some cases, some of these groups, like the Thermal, for example, they're open until like, what, April, right? Long period of time, right? So like, there's always the option to get something else. And I'm starting to see a bit of a like a paradigm shift where people, even newcomers, are realizing that even though it takes a long time, there are options available. There's some in stock, there's some group buys that are coming up, and there's some there's some limited things like like first come first serve uh, by a designer that you know is very popular. Yeah. Right. And so I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing that I think it's a very positive direction. I think a lot of also like a lot of content creators are also like fostering a little bit of that like kind of mentality too, and just like people in general trying to like educate others a bit more. I think. Um, even though relatively they're like young in the community and but 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 people, people like learn pretty quickly and i think yeah. there's so many resources now to learn to like read and learn um i still do always think that people always also don't google enough for example which is something that i kind of try to encourage people it's like that you can look up things on your own but i understand when people approach for example like us right like yeah like yourself too, like Alex, like when people come up, come to us and say like, what is the best X? What is the best Y? Or I saw this, would you recommend it? And the answer they're talking, their answer they're seeking is like validation. It's like they, they seek self-validation. It's like, yeah. I made this choice, but I want you to validate me. Well, do you ever do Which, that thing where you buy? And I, I think I've, I've said this a few times and I want to know from you guys in chat as well. Have you ever bought something and then maybe even an hour later or sometimes immediately or sometimes a day later, you go to YouTube and you Google a review of the thing you've already purchased, but now yeah. you try to validate what you've purchased in your mind yet again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I I almost always look up things beforehand, but even after the fact, I'm always like, uh, well, should I have bought the alternative one instead? Mm -hmm. Like in this case, like oh, for example, like this mic. Like, There's an SM57 tried and true, like mic, you know, age old mic. Um, but I was like, there's other options that are just as, like even cheaper and probably just as good should i have bought that but at then you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter right it, it works the same yeah so I, i'm i've been trying to adhere to uh if i made a choice stick with it you'll live with the consequences it's gonna be okay uh kind of mentality i i just kind of i'm like done with the whole like oh i'm fickle i'm not sure that, that's i'm gonna a, regret that's a good it mindset, but my though. money yeah and but what if people think that and I, I don't care anymore like, yeah just, that's a good mindset I, I to have that now because Creature really yeah. even brings up a good point. Like, I, I do kind of, like, in my mind, it's like, yeah, part of the excitement is I, I watch these reviews or, like, go ask a streamer. <laughs> At, but I also think that, here's the thing, too, though, Creature really, The moment I see someone's, like, oh, this isn't exactly what I thought it would be and I've already purchased it, I start to go with, like, Monkus, dude. And then I get the sweats. Monkers. And then I get the sweats, dude. I'm like, did I just waste my money? <laughs> I'll yeah. get the sweats, dude. Like, easy. But that, I'm, I'm like that, though. I'm, I'm very fickle with purchases. Um, but I, I do, like you even said, too. Like, And I know a lot of us preach this and in, in, not just preach it, but kind of live by this rule where it's just like, if you don't need it, don't buy it. Like, if, you, if yeah. you're just, if it's more of like a want and it's not something you need mm -hmm. right now or, or it's something maybe you can't afford right now. I think yeah, it's better left un better left unpurchased. Yeah. And that includes keyboards. Ab absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. keyboards. So uh, th I've learned that over the years too. I got in so deeply into keyboards over the over the you know four years I've been in it. Like I I, I actually um so I tell people that I track my expenses very carefully. I actually have every single transaction that I've done in this hobby. I have it like I have it recorded. Trades. That's a, that's a good thing as yeah. well. 
everything. I have it, everything recorded to the penny. I have categorized it too. Like I know exactly how much I've spent on this, like Cherry, SA, DSA, XDA, whatever, you know? I know all that. But for me, it's actually not to scare me or to, or like just to like keep me on track. It's also just for bookkeeping purposes because it puts things into perspective as to how my purchases are evolving over time. And I'm just realizing now it's like my my like my purchases now are very pragmatic now. But before it was like I'm gonna try it out, and then oh I can sell it if I don't like it that kind of stuff. Now it's just like I know I'm gonna keep it, so I buy it. Yeah. But otherwise I pretty much just pass on it, and mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to stick to that a lot more lately. And so like for example like this past year, uh like the rate of purchases for me has gone down dramatically, um, because I'm trying to adhere to that philosophy of like. Is, am I going to use it? Yes. And like, you know, how much like am I going to use it? And if it's like something that I can validate because it's unique, then I'll I'll buy it. That was me with artisans as well, because I feel like with artisans, I filled up a tray pretty quickly and then I was still purchasing at the same rate. And I was like, dude, I don't think I need more than this tray of artisan keycaps. <laughs> And then I really slowed down with artisans. I remember when you were getting like oh a few artisans a day. Yeah, I was going hard on, and then and then I was like, I don't think yeah. I need all these artisans. And then I I completely now I get like one every two months, one one a well, month. And then there was like a point where you're like making like TikTok content with artisans. It was fun. Like, I like I like, enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Like there was there was like joy to be had in getting something new. But I think a like, lot I of stopped it, purchasing them and I'm going to run out of content of artisans. Soon. <laughs> the, the thrill of mail day is such a real thing. Oh, the so chase true. of mail yeah. day, the yeah. opening the box and That's... seeing it there. Oh, yeah. I know because I still collect artisans. Yeah. I don't need to know how much I have spent <laughs> on artisans. <laughs> artisans for me, I treat them as art. So for me, it, it is it is by by default an irrational purchase to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I do it because it's irrational because I love how they look I admire them closely I do all that stuff I like will mount them and then take them off and then you know, take a macro pic of them but and then like put it on like random props and take a picture of that and you know all that stuff um, and every keycap that I have ever had like as far as artisans go I have mounted at least once like I put it on oh, a yeah, keyboard or I yeah. have an idea of where I want it to go yeah like i always purchase thinking oh that one might look good with this key set so i'm gonna get that or that one looks good with the other keycaps i already have so i'm gonna get that but for example if i say like oh i already have three of these colors like let's say pink right i already have three pink keycaps like this i should probably pass on this because it's just too many Um, keycap and i think honestly like i don't get me wrong guys i love getting a keyboard in the mail but there's something different about getting an artisan in the mail yeah I don't know why. There's just it's something you different. know. Yeah. It's because you know there is this like someone sculpted it and someone made it by hand. Yeah. And it's like it's like a gift to you. Whereas a keyboard just feels like a retail purchase. Yeah. It it's does. just like, oh, Honestly, I went yeah. on like a store and yep. click buy ships. Yeah. You got it. Cool. Yeah. There's something yeah. there's Not something for artisans. And you know what too? Like it's it's a very interesting point of conversation too, because like that like mail the whole thrill of opening the mail, the thrill of putting it on the board for the first time, taking a photo of it. Yeah. Even sometimes, like, guys, I have photos that I posted on, like, a personal Flickr account that's not public just because, like, I like taking photos of artisans. Yeah. There's just so much, like, thrill that comes in with these little things. Like, right now, even, I don't know if you guys can, I guess you can kind of see. I have that Salvin Copper 
and I just like oh, love that one's this so thing. good. Yeah, it's so nice, and like it just it goes with the like I don't know, it's just something extra to go with the board, you know. I don't know. I, That's I, why I have a thing to with macro pads too, because artisans can I've go on getting, there. You're just like look oh, at it, yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> macro pads yeah. have been like. There's been so Guilty many pleasure. cool macro pads that have been popping up too, and I've just been collecting them. Like I'll see a macro pad, I'm like, yeah. ooh, 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 gotta get that. This little macro pad. Right now, pad. the one I'm eyeing is the oh, dandy. Oh, yeah, that one. one there's nice too. Yeah. Which one's this right one? The dandy M6C. Oh yes. And sorry, which one's that, Chase? This is the bind pad, and these things were sold oh, yeah. in stock for fifty bucks. It's CNC aluminum, the whole thing. Oh, cool. Oh, it's aluminum. I didn't actually realize it was really? aluminum. This yeah, thing is yeah I, thought, I thought it was plastic. Yeah, and these things were sold in stock with hot swap, like three sw three uh, key hot swap PCB. It's They're really cool. It kind of looks like a knife handle because of the... Yes. Yeah. I mean, it also reminds me of those... Uh, what are those things that you like uh, press to like train your fingers or whatever the? Yeah, it's just like they're steel grips. They're just, they're just. Yeah, yeah, the grips. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. those. It reminds me of those a lot. Did you I get the? Just... So icy says, did you get the macro pad numpad with the rotary encoder from Keyspresso? No, I didn't even know they had one up for sale. I'm gonna go t take a look. Is that new? I guess I got the Salver <laughs> copper patina cap gifted to me by the man himself. Whew. Ooh. Ooh, it's always a good day when you get a Salvin cap in the mail too. It's always From a Salvin good day. Directly. From Salvin, I mean, sold out already. Oh, they already sold out. Why you gotta tease me like uh. that? I see. The knob goblin is that what it was called? <laughs> I hate that name. I, I hate that name. I, hate that. I, I was gonna say I hate that name. I really hate that name. <laughs> I just hate the idea of goblins. I think they're like mischievous and you know. I, speaking maybe. of goblins, Diablo three anybody? Diablo four Diablo, soon? Diablo two, Diablo two, the remaster one. Oh, that looks. Uh, good by the too. way, guys, when when the Diablo two remaster and Diablo four drop, uh, you won't see me around. In oh, I already told. I already told me. everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. You guys, sorry. sorry, Diablo four is coming out. Either we're streaming that, or I'm taking a quite long break. Um, from streaming yeah. for maybe a week or two, so at I least can... at least for the first first yeah. month of release. Yeah, 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 yeah. D four is like of, later. There'll be a lot of people who mysteriously uh, contract COVID that week. <laughs> <laughs> really sick, really sick this week. <laughs> sick yeah. with all the evils. <laughs> a demon caught my soul. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, I would have liked to pick this up, actually. It would have been a fun fun project. I think that's the other thing, too, that I'm really enjoying seeing a lot lately, too, guys. And the keyboard hobby is just, like, these smaller kits that people are kind of producing. They don't have to be anything fancy, like, in an aluminum case. I just think they're fun projects. And if you guys haven't P3 done anything... Sorry, P3E store screws yeah. me up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they have, really, they have a lot of fun stuff there, too. Smaller projects are really fun, honestly. But, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think we got to the, the point... I know maybe you don't want to answer it, but... What don't you like about the hobby right now? Oh yeah, I I I, I was actually wondering if you're gonna come back to, to it. come back to. Uh, but, I mean, gonna, yeah, you know. It. Yeah, yeah. I've, I know I know you are going to come back because <laughs> you you need to get an answer out of me, right? Yeah. Um. So I mean, of course, like the one thing that I think a, a lot of people probably have talked about, of course, like flipping is an issue that it's I think it's partially it's a uh, always gonna be there. Mm -hmm. Just is it's like an evil. It's like a growing pain in a way. It's gotta be there uh, as long as there is a difference in supply and demand and all that good stuff right 
we don't have to talk about we don't have to be econ experts here right to know that yeah yeah exactly um yeah um i uh, there's a few things i don't like about the hobby is that uh, um as much as i enjoy like creating content or guiding people with with content or like you know in streams like when people ask questions and i answer them and that kind of stuff i i do sometimes wish that when a newcomer approached the hobby uh there was a bit less reliance on like like you know like on, on the people who are like guiding like spearheading that side of the hobby you know in a way like because i feel like there's there's a lot of like written resources nowadays um but but i still kind of feel like i i think it's probably biased but i often i often feel like people rely on other people's opinions so much even yeah. when even if it's not a content creator even like general enthusiasts i think people rely on like that validation aspect a lot uh, that's something i don't really enjoy personally um just because i believe like in a growth kind of mentality and i personally think that that's a bit of a lazy approach um and and personally I, i'm not very like keen on it um there's that um of course just just the overall uh there's a bit of a perspective on like best slash cookie cutter uh, that I think still like has always bothered me about the hobby. It's like people will say like key cult, TGR, all that stuff, right? It's the best, right? Yeah. Top of the line, yeah. premium. But the reality is these people earn their respect and reputation because they just push out high quality products, right? And for example, like the thing about I'll I'll be honest with you, TGR keyboards, right? They're 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 like nice and like inspired by like you know these old customs that are kind of like very clean wedge like aesthetic you know classic right but the first maybe like the first like three keywords or four keywords that tjr released the, the anna was not great right for example yeah, yeah. but but the thing about, that people appreciated about UC, right the man behind tjr keyboards was that he always fulfilled he took a long time but he always fulfilled uh he always like took time to do qc like he always communicated to people, at least back in the day when the community was smaller, he was able to communicate with people a lot more. Now, of course, people are complaining about like the JMV2C being about a year and a half or two years now and still not being done all that stuff. But the but the thing is like, you know you're going to get it if you're a participant of that buy. Like he's not gonna ghost you. No, for sure. So that's what people rely on. Like when, when people go to a reputable source or designer for keyboards, they know they're going to get a quality product no matter what. Hmm. And, but I personally think that just to put that on a pedestal, consider it best and think of it as like the end goal, right? Uh, end game, end goal, like whatever it is. It's like, I eventually must have one of those. Personally, I really don't like that mentality because there's so much yeah. out there that people are making right now. And because there's such a large number of resources out there now, like especially like even for designers, like for example, designer atelier, or like whatever, like AIO3 is like design server, huge resource, okay? AIO3's contributions to the community have been great too in, in general, but there's also a lot of people who just talk about machining, talk about design, talk about CAD, all that stuff. And I feel like those contributions sort of get swept under the rug when someone just generalizes saying like, oh, this brand's keyboards are the best. Yeah. It, that, it really undermines a lot of effort that a lot of people out there who might actually be even professionally trained in these areas have, but they just don't hit that spotlight because there's already something else eclipsing them. And, I and, think, and it's never going to like, yeah, like sway back. And to kind of yeah. add to that too, and I, I want your opinion on this as well. And maybe, you know, I, I'd like to see what you think too, Chase, because you, you manage 
big social media accounts. I was talking about this in a discussion on Clubhouse one night, and someone was talking about, you know, we'll kind of lean back to the flipping because that was the conversation where someone just said immediately like, well, that's just the way it is. There's always going to be flipping. There's nothing we can do it. Anything like there's nothing we can do about it. It's going to be like the shoe hobby, no matter what we do. And I feel like because the hobby is at the size it is right now, and because like you said, people lean on influencers and content creators for like opinions. I feel like education is the most important thing that we can do right now. You know, being in the spot that we are in or anyone who has like more of a voice in this hobby, education and letting people know that exam for example best isn't defined by tgr or key cult there's so much cool there's so many cool things happening in the hobby that it's hard to put a best on something in fact you shouldn't put a best on something um and even with flipping too like i feel like education is a very important thing too is you know why is it bad you know and i think letting people know that is a really big thing too mm-hmm yeah, I have more to say about the education part, or more specifically about the it's inevitable, like flipping and all that kind of stuff is inevitable. It is, okay? That's a fact for sure. For but sure, yeah. I do think I might sound a bit radical about it, and by people sort of even sometimes imply that I might sound a bit anti free market. But in my opinion, the community needs to police its own behavior. Like, the thing is this the reality is that people have different ideologies and different, like, thoughts about this um but if you want to engage with people who share like a similar mentality then you at least have to divulge that idea right you have to make sure it's known that your view on flipping for example is that it's bad but people don't are too afraid to speak up in general because they feel like they're either violating a rule on mech market or they're uh going against the spirit of the free market which is like people can set the price of whatever they want and therefore you know it, it will flow according to the market forces, right? But the reality is that as soon as you stop speaking about something, that idea starts to get buried, right? Yeah, and exactly. people become more and more afraid of speaking up about it. And this applies to content creators as well. I think I don't think content creators or anyone who is like in a more public like spotlight should be afraid to express those kinds of exactly. opinions. Yep. Because because the more we avoid the topic, the more it's just become, going to become the norm that nobody yep. speaks about it. And I, I, I'm okay with the idea that, yes, because everybody has different ideas, the community is going to get splintered. Like, it's going to split apart in different branches. There's going to be the side of the hobby that's going to be kind of hype beasty, and they're going to be like, you know, whatever, these are products, but buy them, flip them, whatever, right? There's going to be another part of the hobby that's going to be like more wholesome and they're going to be like, oh, we're here to help each other out, whatever. And they might be a lot kind of like more of a more of like a common ground sort of value where people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, if I win, but this guy really, really wants it, I'm just going to give it to him at retail or whatever that is. Right. And, you know, they I, they might be a stranger, but I, I'll treat them as a friend. That might be a bit too extreme. Right. Because some people are skeptical and they're yeah. going to be like, mm -hmm. yeah. I wouldn't trust a stranger with selling them things at retail because they're just going to go around to a market and flip it, which is true. Yep. Like I've yep. sold I've things at retail yep. that the next day, you know, like pretty much the day it arrived to them, They're I saw it on Mech Market yeah. under an alt and yep. I know that they had an alt, right? For example. And I'm, I just see it. I'm like, well, I'm disappointed in you, but I'm not going to say anything. Or some, for some, for, for people who I actually got close with, I was like, I'm disappointed in you. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you again because you honestly are like, you know, you go against my moral values, for example. Right. But, but I think that you need to, like, people need to sort of be not afraid of speaking up 
speaking about these like things um uh if they want to foster if they want to see a certain community like just overall like behavior they need to foster it you need to be you need to get close to the people who believe in the same things you do but if you never talk about it just because you're afraid that someone on the internet is going to judge you yep then you're going to be stuck in the circle where you're going to be in the middle of people who like behavior believing completely different things well and that's why last week and i'm reading everything in chat by the way guys thank you guys so much for all the um discussion and whatnot last last week or i think it was a week or two ago um someone had asked me my opinion on flipping and you know i usually give the whole like i don't really support flipping i'm not really big on it but i kind of went into details and really expressed some personal thoughts with it where it's you know i'll say it again where it's like i really don't if you're if your whole life is based off of flipping products immediately like i know this is super harsh but i don't see the value you add in anything and i see a lot of people veil themselves under this well i'm flipping stuff because i'm putting it in the right people's hands and i saw that a lot with oh. gpus and i fucking hate that argument like you're that, not doing that that happens service. in keyboards too yeah and i see that in keyboards as well i hate yeah. that argument it's just so stupid like you're not to put that like you've now fostered that idea in your head that you're doing someone a service by making money off something that they could have just bought themselves mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand yeah, because how of, that ideology mm -hmm. fosters in someone's head, but it's just so stupid. Yeah. I don't just know because that... the market price of something's really high doesn't mean only rich people or people who can afford it deserve it. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, like, because the initial price of that product was affordable to whole bracket exactly, of people. Exactly, yeah. Why does the market price define, like, who is more deserving of that product? Yeah. And for the people that say that, there's no way they can... Like, I can't get my mind to a point where, like, I can f see how they would actually believe that to be truth, right? Like, that just has to be some type of justification more than it is, like, true belief of, like, I'm putting it in the person who, like, the the true customer, yeah, the true yeah, person, I, the true consumer of this product. And a lot like, of can't be a real... No, that it, it, be... that's how they actually think. Like, there's a bunch of people that think that way. And I know people that think that way. I, I, I have acquaintances, you know, not friends, but acquaintances who think that way about other hobbies and like not in keyboards but fashion is that what you're fashion, talking about yeah fashion is yeah. a big one and yeah. they're at the end of the day like the sad part about it, and i've really thought down thought about it i've sat down and really just thought about it it's i think we live in a world where making a quick buck is just so easy that to kind of put yourself in a position where you're justifying making a quick buck off doing nothing you really have to sit down and like train your brain to think that way, mm -hmm. you know. And I think there there should there needs to be like support. Lend it to you know obviously a lifestyle that you want to live. But not everyone needs to live a lifestyle where they're spending big dollars every single day and driving in Ferraris and all this kind of bullshit. Like I'm, I, I can't. I personally can't bring my my brain to think that way. That's why I have not sold a single like other than one keyboard which i've told you guys about i've not sold a single keyboard in my collection right because at the end of the day if i don't want something i'm just gonna give it to you guys for free like i'm just gonna give it away i have no need for it like i'm not gonna say and obviously if you guys don't want something you have you know you decide it's not for you there's no one judging you for wanting to sell your product or you know the thing that you bought there's always gonna be like an ebay type thing but 
I don't know. It's just always been like a hot topic for me. Mm-hmm. It's the same sentence. Uh, I took her out and paid for everything and nothing happened. I don't understand. I was oh, nice to her. You, yeah. I mean, it's that whole, that's a totally different sentiment, but I totally agree with that. I see. Uh, give a compliment to Faber. Faber, you're looking kind of, you're looking kind of wonderful today. Thank you so much for being here, my dude. I'm hoping you're having a great night. Hopefully you're enjoying the conversation. Love you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, the only thing that keeps the market price going is, pr- um, I can't pronounce that word. I'm so sorry. Per, per, I'm stupid. Uh, and I'm not going to sell a board for less than it's sold before I also won't flip it. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of that stuff too. Thing is, a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, will be or will, will buy it at those exorbitant prices because people want things. And unfortunately, yeah, pe- it's an emotional yeah. thing. People, some people can, don't forget, some people can actually, like they make a crazy amount of money and they can afford that. And to them, that's like a drop in the bucket. And that's just whatever. That's their mm-hmm. way of getting things. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to resell your products. It's that ideology of buying in mass or buying with the intent to sell, knowing that you're going to be flipping it right away. And I think that's, mm-hmm. there's a line with that ideology that's really, you don't want to cross. Um, but again, I don't, I don't want to condemn anyone who's wanting to just sell like a used product um, for, you know, obviously a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's a difference between, you know, getting a product in and realizing it's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and buying a product specifically just yeah. to turn around and sell it immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I it, mean, like, obviously, in, mm-hmm. in theory, doing that, I don't think is a bad thing. But I think in an industry where you're talking about, like, products that there's only, you know, 40 of them, 50 of them, like, you're talking about a very limited, very limited runs of things that people are trying you know to get their hands on people you know wait months for just for the opportunity to purchase and then to take that away from somebody just so you can make a couple extra bucks yeah i don't know it's it's terrible yeah and i can actually want to talk about captain's point flipping also is focusing all the anger on one side of the transaction why is it never hate on the buyer i i think me personally i i don't always want to blame the buyer sometimes yes it is someone who wants to spend a lot of money but a lot of the times it's not always their fault. Like if sometimes this is the something that they wanted and now they have no choice other than to buy it from someone like this. I think a lot of the buyers are the people usually who tried to purchase. I mean, not usually, sometimes, but uh, yeah. I mean, there are, there are a lot of cases where and those are failed. the people who tried yeah. to purchase and failed. Yeah. 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 Um, and now they're just having I mean, to deal yeah. with the repercussions of it. Go on, Diego. Sorry. Both parties are definitely share some blame because obviously one enables the other. That is an, that is that is that definitely i can't disagree with uh, one thing i will disagree with earlier uh someone commented let me let me go back and see oh the real problem is that the retail price is too low i don't think that's true some things yeah i think the the there there is an equilibrium price that could be reached at some point but that's also assuming that you have a certain supply that's kind of constantly being input but that's not the case with keyboards because a lot of these things are a single run as well so you can't justify this one product, uh, one product's kind of like outcome, sale outcome for the next one and assume that the equilibrium price has to be higher because the demand for the first one was really big, right? It's not always true. And, spe- and, and another thing is like keyboards as it is are already a luxury item. Mm-hmm. So by raising the price, you're actually going to price out a ton of people. In fact, I will be honest with you, if keyboards were more expensive than 700 us dollars or whatever that is i'm not buying it because it's just too much money i would rather spend those 700 dollars on on traveling 
or well, well, I mean, of course, yeah. assuming that were possible, uh, or like you know, food. I don't know, anything else. Right? Like, there's so many that? other things I would I would spend that on, but that's because 700 US dollars is simply just a lot of money. And just because someone tells me that, because the law of economics, you know, like the laws of economics tells you that the equilibrium price should be higher, it doesn't make sense, like for a regular consumer, even if they're enthusiast, that it feels fair for that to be the right price. Like I don't think that's true. I think the price of keyboards is already like high as it is. Like artisans, right? Even then, we're we're hitting like the hundred dollar per oh, yeah. like keycap mark down. for yeah. artisans, mm -hmm. for for like the for like the popular ish stuff. Like even like like some of the like some of like in the middle range is between basically like fifty and seventy five dollars, let's say, plus shipping. Okay, but even even in keyboards, we have gone from like I mean, the Rama M sixty five A, the one that ran with keyclack.com, ran actually very short margin and was extremely cheap for what it was it was like 220 us dollars plus add-ons and shipping um so it was very very cheap it should have been priced more like 320 or 330 or something like that but um but nowadays what 60 percent at 550 us dollars we see that a lot now yeah. right yeah we have been. we see we see we see tkls at 600 us dollars plus retail and they're they're mostly the same still there's like top mount tkl or something or gasket mount quote-unquote tkl with a brass weight and don't forget guys we we do you know we have pointed out complexities you know, Koha is not wrong about the tariffs that's also true yes yes the, there, the price has inflated sure. naturally yeah, yeah. Um, but and we have pointed out complexities with builds i know i saw that with complexities and stuff like that too um but we have been seeing boards um retail for quite a lot that are very simple now i don't also i also want to make a point where i am a firm believer that if you are a designer and you feel like you want to charge something for 600 dollars, then go for it i'm not going to fucking stop you but don't expect people to buy your product you know like it's it's the, it's the truth and i think i think there is just such a demand for things right now that some people might look past that um, but there's a lot of interest, and I think that's why I'm so hyped for entry level stuff, because even the icky mm -hmm. sounds great, the car is great, you know. And this is all stuff that's easily accessible. You don't need to like break your back and sell your kidneys for. Well, know? and mm -hmm. stuff like stuff like the NK65 has been cool to see, even on like the, you know, the flipping side of the market. You know, there's a little bit of a price add on, but for the most part, I mean, you're seeing them sell for, you know. $20 more than what they are retail. Yeah. Which is reasonable, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, yes, we don't mean to, I don't mean to spark any negative feelings towards anyone. I just think it's very important conversation. I know we probably have this on Keepcast about flipping and retail stuff like once every two Keepcasts now. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes once every Keepcast. Um, and, and yes, Kimchi, I do want to point out that, I mean, like, Gion's a big outlier from the F18X. And you know, exception to the rule. Yeah, he's the exception to the rule makes here. Them. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll leave we'll well. leave Jihan out of this. But everyone else is is uh, I mean, it's tough. It's it's tough. Yeah, he owns the means of production. No, he he does. He does yeah. own the means of production. Yeah. He owns every every little piece of it. Huh? So yeah, so makes he's sense. the outlier. He is here. the yeah. he is the worker and the owner. So yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to Gion. He makes some cool stuff. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I think it's very valuable conversation. I'm glad that you guys can all have a civil conversation about this as per the norm. Uh, and thank you guys for doing that. Uh, and thank you to Qualified yeah. and Kimchi um, for the tier one subs. I appreciate that. Uh, we need more people like Gion. I mean, it'll be hard to find more people like Gion to own and to work and to do his marketing and stuff like that. Like that's a, that's a, a big, a big uh, pair of shoes to fill, you know? Proud to be typing on an F1. Yeah, F1s are nice. Did you, did you, you, you built them, right? Lightning? Uh, sorry, what the was F1, that? The F1ADX, you built one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have one, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got and yours custom too. Yeah, did you, uh, did I, you think of it? Mine wasn't custom, actually. Uh, so <laughs> I, I I was reached out by Gion to to get a F1ADX at the time. Uh, but this one, like, this one, this was like right before he started posting his vote, uh, his like uh, videos on like laser engraving and stuff. Oh, so you didn't? So know. I actually didn't. Had no idea oh. that he could do that, and I would have totally asked for something custom, like maybe put my name in Korean or something. I don't know, you know. Didn't know, so I just got a good old plain board. Oh, <laughs> um, a good old yeah. boring Gion works board. No, I'm joking. They're not boring. They're, <laughs> I mean, they're you know. very pretty boards. Well, it has like the boring look. Uh, from the outside, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty, pretty cool board. It's a cool yeah. board. What did you think of it, by the way? Did you like it? Um, I, I personally really like it. I think it's, um, it's so soft. Uh, it has it, it yeah. definitely like all these like you know all the cutouts and all that stuff going on. The and and the way the 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 rubber pieces are mounted makes it so muted sounding, but at the same time, oh, very comfortable you. typing, like, kind of like you know bouncy too. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's still kind of different from like what the thermal achieves, but that's also probably because of the form factor. TKL is way way larger, so maybe if that were like a sixty percent, maybe you could start seeing some similarities. But um, I really like it personally. I, I I really loved it when I built it, and I still really enjoy it when people like have sent me um other f18x to build and it's, it's a it's such a lovely board um and that's assuming that you could purchase it for for an accessible price yeah um, and i know he, i don't think he stopped production on them has he stopped i'm not too sure i think he, uh, he most recently his... sold the he sold the last uh like batch, batch of, of f1s um, f because he wants to move on to f2 and uh the vanquish and the frog TKL, I believe, and there are so many designs that he's Holy. working on, right? Um, but then again, he's a factory, right? So like, yeah. um, it's natural that he's handling a lot of different projects all at once, yeah. different pipelines, different intervals, like timelines for that. Yeah, totally. He stopped F1 production, says Kimchi, yeah. Frog Pog? Yeah. <laughs> I love the name. I love the name. Excited for the Vanquish, yeah. Um, in regards to flipping, I have been selling things for a price that is in between the flipper price, um, says uh, Asni, am I pronouncing that right? To discourage flippers from buying and making a ton of profit, although I would re uh, really want to sell something for retail. It's just disappointing when they, uh, um, that when I did try to sell something for retail, they just try to flip immediately. And, yeah, and that's what Diego was talking about before, too. Yeah. You know, the not you, you kinda, I think you need to, mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of need to disconnect yourself after that transaction. Yes, I agree. Uh, emotionally, uh, because it is inevitable. The, the reality is once the other person owns your thing, it's theirs to do whatever they want. So, yeah. um, I mean, of course, if it's someone you know and they do it, that's when it really hurts. <laughs> and it happens. It happens. I've seen people kind of be like, oh, but I have this going on. And I'm like, well, but you could have also done this. It's like this was your alternative, but you didn't do that instead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, someone asked if I want cream pockets, can I use kale blacks instead of creams? I, I mean, I'm assuming no, 
Um, I don't know the exact recipe for cream pockets. I am actually not really into Franken switches myself, so I, I am not too sure if that would work for you or not. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the response. No worries. Um, if you guys have any other questions, by the way, we're at hour and a half mark. That I literally looked at the thing before and it said forty-five minutes. And now we're already at an hour and a half. Um, so if Time you guys have fly. any, I know it does fly. Oh, thank you, dude. Opal, thank you so much, by the way. And uh, same with you, Nimraps. I appreciate it. Dr. Killswitch, thank you so much for the tier one. Um, again, thank you guys for all having this conversation. Thank you, Diego, for having this conversation with us. I know sometimes yeah, it feels like a hot topic oh, for some. I get very passionate. Me too. I get yeah. very passionate yeah. about this. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I, no. I, I, like I interrupted way. you and Chase. And, oh, uh, no, yeah, no, like, I really enjoy that. Like, so I, I mean, conversations like this are what... I mean, we don't get to see people react like this often. You know, we don't get to, these are topics that people yeah. don't usually touch and there's reasons why people don't touch them. But I mean, again, like you said, if, if you don't touch on them, then they, then they just kind of get piled up on and then they're never touched on. So, yeah. and, and th this is, we've had these conversations with, for instance, I don't really want to start this conversation, but we've had the same type of conversation with like fakes, like fake keycap sets and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And what's the responses to stuff like that and those conversations you know usually are a little bit more emotionally charged because mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of varying opinions on those types of things and uh we we usually get some pushback from people yeah uh, dude within we, the stream we got um, some pushback one time where it was like well a few times where we've got like very defeatist attitudes where it was very like well it's a bound to happen anyways it's like but mm -hmm. but like why think that way like why not why not want better for the community? Like, why not? Just because it's bound to happen doesn't yeah. mean you can't mm -hmm. come out and say, "I don't like that this is happening." Yeah, just like, because it's bound to happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. You can't. Doesn't mean you can't still speak out about it. Yeah, and, and I also think that's why the discussion is important because I think people become defeatist because either uh, sometimes you beat around the bush, <laughs> and mm -hmm. sometimes you just beat the horse and like basically it's just like you, you talk about it yeah. too much but in a very certain specific way and you kind of forget to see outside the box a bit too but the discussion kind of has to organically continue uh in my opinion has to be sometimes be brought up yeah. um like purposefully so that there can be some productive discussion around it and at least like you know yeah the conclusions are likely going to be very similar each time yeah. because you can't like no no one individual controls the outcome exactly of the collective decision making of all these people yeah. but the hope yeah. is that a few other people out there who think the same way are then encouraged to go out and speak out a little bit against or at least to try to change some things in their within their own uh mm -hmm. how they interact with people in the scene yeah. and everything um yeah but i mean yeah, yeah. again They're, like it's mm -hmm. not like this can be changed overnight no, totally. this isn't something that is just like an epiphany that's like, oh, wow, you know, we, we shouldn't yeah. flip things anymore. But it, yeah. Well, for me, it's always there been were a, some... Oh, go on, sorry, Dio. Go, no, no, it's okay. Go ahead, Alex. Well, I was just going to say, for me, it's always been a point of, like, when I, when, again, I hear this with graphics cards too, and I I just hate it with the whole, like, uh, you know, why, why I see other people doing it. I want to make, you know, $3,000 and flipping these fucking graphics cards. And then I see people I know and care about have to buy them because they either need it or they want it or it's something they've been looking for. It's just such a shitty thing. And I just, I get it. You want to make money. You want to live some lifestyle that isn't currently in your, you know, I guess, bracket for what you're doing. 
I think it's just mentality wise do better. Like for those people who have that mentality, who might be off chance listening to this or thinking about flipping things because they see it's like a quick dollar. And I see this like idea of flipping being so ingrained into kids as well and in teenagers online. Mm. You know, this idea of like even drop shipping, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you know, this idea of like quick dollars and make money and live this lifestyle. Like just, I think as people, we all need to, like me as well, and I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I need to do better on constantly reminding people that I see do this or that I love and care about, you know, like that type of mentality isn't a good mentality to have because you're ultimately not contributing much at all. Like if anything, nothing to society. Like you're just, you're literally just moving product from one end to another that someone could have done themselves. You're, you're a middleman. Um, it's not, I don't even know if it's convenience. It's really not convenient to have to go to Reddit to buy something that I wanted to go buy from a store, you know? There are some great opinions in chat today yeah. uh, with regards to all this. Like, there are some people who are also suggesting that they kind of take the middle ground. Uh, so someone was saying, like, I try to price it between retail yep. and yeah. flipping price or whatever, like market price, quote unquote. But first of all, one thing I really want to kind of encourage is, like, an outlier point doesn't define the nature of the whole data set as a data scientist kind of person perspective coming in it's like mm -hmm. people kind of define the max value being sold as the market price but i personally think it's an outlier um there's a bit of that that kind of like um perspective going on in the market right now i think a lot of people say like oh it sold for this price then that's the new market price just because it's the highest one the highest one yeah. Uh, available yeah but i do think that yeah somewhere in the middle is 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 okay people have different uh tolerances for these things yeah and to clarify, Rusty, dropshipping necessarily isn't bad. I mean, like, you know, you ever see those, like, YouTube videos? And this is, like, the bad side of dropshipping, in my opinion. Um, because there's always mm. a bad side of something. You ever see those YouTube videos where it's like a pyramid scheme of where they try to get young people who might be struggling for work to get into these, like, weird dropshipping things? Yep. I think that's the the really dangerous side of, like, dropshipping. And you, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You ever see those? I things? made I made X thousand yeah, dollars yeah. by doing Come this join, in twenty yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the shitty part about yeah. it. I don't the like gurus. Those, yeah. That's what they're called, Rusty. Yeah, the gurus, <laughs> the guru people. But there's always those guru people of every community, right? Like, just like I know what I'm talking about. Come follow me and follow, like, get under my wing, and we're gonna scoop you up and get you into this weird scheme of things. Again, yeah. I don't think like the whole thing is inherently bad. I just think that in this instance, like you are affecting other people. Like there are people that are pushed out of, you know, no longer have the opportunity to purchase that product because they can't afford it now because it's at a scalper price, you know? And so you are affecting other people by by doing that, whether, yeah. Also, I want to mention to Kimchi, um, he said massive ups to Diego for being an incredible community member, but also a fantastic resource for keyboard science and history. This man's an OG Aww. and his experiences should not be underestimated. Damn, that was really sweet of you, Kimchi. Yeah, that's really nice of you, but OG makes me sound, makes me feel so old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Age is creeping up on me too. Amazon, uh, our arbitrage is a good, I don't even know what that word means. Is it like a brand of some sort? Is it a good example of what you're talking about? Yeah. Is it what, like a probably like a video network of things? It's where you like you buy something for less than it's selling for on Amazon and then you sell it on Amazon for the price oh. that's on Amazon. So you're making the, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Any type of retail arbitrage. Yeah, like don't get me don't get me wrong. There is some stores that I know dropship that I will shop from because it's convenient to get everything in one spot, and that that's a like a good example of it. But then there's also again like the guru side of things, which we we can we talked about too. But again, like even things and thank you, Ramen Champ. I appreciate the tier one. You got a nice dumpy dude. <laughs> uh, we gotta you that in there so casually. I had to, bro. I've been using that word so often lately. I have to give it to the OG Dumpy dude, and then um, not the Dumpy. Um, <laughs> listen, not to get derailed. Not you too, Alex. <laughs> Unfortunately, me too. Unfortunately, me too. Um, but there's like that side. Even though, like, I use graphics cards as like the best example. Because I feel like that's like the easiest thing that people have been kind of like I, I PlayStation fives. Oh God. God, PlayStation fives as well. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, anyways, I thought it was safe spot. I'm sorry, Ramen. <laughs> it's never a safe spot. Can you ask Lightning the story of his tiger? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. so I was actually explaining this to Chase because he asked. <laughs> um, so this tiger over here, he his his name is a very long name but uh basically uh we were on stream one night uh this was like a longer stream i think um and my chat uh decided to raise some funds because we found this on amazon and uh let me actually find the uh listing for it because it's 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 great um i'll post it in chat right now so 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 jd comes from the land of amazon amazon forest maybe but um so 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 here uh jd uh so um my chat raised the raised the funds for jd and uh if you look at the photos in that particular <laughs> amazon listing you'll see that there's some uh kid models who are uh having a hard time they look uncomfortable they look they, they look uh, rather like they uncomfortable. don't like they don't want to be there they they really don't look like they want to be there and so a chat was like you know we should get it so that you can pose like that and so we actually uh i'll you, post some links pose? for the for the photos oh did you and i i absolutely did <laughs> um and so and so we we purchased this it arrived in two days and uh took it out and i uh, and i realized when i took it out that it's like six foot long you know this this tiger is huge okay did you not realize this it was that big, big? Well, at first, I, I, I thought, I, I was like, oh, it's big. But I didn't realize it was this big. In, in person, it just looks so much different, I think. But yeah, you know, he's a good boy, though. Um, and so his long name is actually, the full name is Jose Diego Luis Escobar Martinez de Guanajuato. Short for JD. I mean, in short, it's going to be of JD. Of course, but naturally. Yeah. Of yeah. course, it's a very uh, Hispanic name because, you know, my name is Diego and Hispanic culture and all <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta stick to the origin story, you know? Also, chat, I want to point out that I'm not the only person with a messy bed today. Sorry, Diego, I'm outing you here. I am uh, not the only person who has a messy bed. So here's my thoughts. All good. Um, next time you guys are on Diego stream, which you guys should ch definitely check out Diego uh, on Lightning Keyboards, you can hit exclamation point guest. Um, why don't you guys, instead of saving points to, to make my bed, why don't you save points to make Diego's bed. <laughs> oh no! So it's time to add a. It's time to add, to add a, a channel command, point reward for it. It's time to add. They're never gonna be satisfied. They're never gonna be satisfied. With Chozo it. has enough points actually, and <laughs> we just started doing the prediction stuff on my channel, so I'm scared. Chozo holds the power to make me stop stream to go make. Wait, wait. Bed. Chozo has enough points. Yeah, to make you make he your has bed. enough so points, dude. So you have 
to live every wow. life knowing that Chozo at any moment can pull the trigger. I am make... not kidding you. Every time I start stream, I literally look at my bed. I'm like, should I just make it today so he doesn't have to fucking spend the points? <laughs> like, I am not. Ever since he told me he has enough, I literally have been like, I don't know if I want to start stream today. Chozo, I, I want to let you know about a month ago, Alex let me know that you were getting close. And he was like, I think I'm going to raise the cost of making my bed on my <laughs> He was, like, he was to like, comb his mustache? <laughs> comb his mustache and redeem points for Alex to make his bed? Diego, do you want to comb your mustache? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. What a scam. Alex would do that bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean I would do that bullshit? <laughs> he did it. He didn't do it. To be fair, he didn't do it. I have never changed really any scared. points on you guys. Never. <laughs> the only oh, thing I've ever done boy. is I've limited... The high, wait, was it? What did I limit again? The amount of compliments, because one time you guys all redeemed compliments at the same time, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, your compliments were very cheap at the beginning. That's definitely yeah. True. I raised the price <laughs> and had to put a cooldown on it. I look. I am. I still. I think. I don't know, Diego. Do you have a timer on your hydrates? I do. I don't I even. Think I have I, it on. Do I not have a timer on hydrates? I think I got rid of it, but you guys can still technically drown me. All right, and it's not. <laughs> it's not healthy. I don't have any water right now, so no one do it. You guys are just going to get refunded. I have no more water. <laughs> I have no more water. I can pause them. Chillin', I I have literally one sip. I'll do this for you, Chillin'. Go and get water? He lost the recipe. I lost the recipe. I don't remember how to make it. Just like I don't know how to make ice cubes. Lost the recipe for that, too. Don't worry, Alex. Little do you know we're all saving. If one day... Like, I don't even... You, there's only can be one per stream. I only have one bed, guys. Mm, that's true. <laughs> Think about it. That's true. Think about it. Nice sippy cup. Why does everyone think it's a sippy cup? It's the shaking <laughs> cup. <laughs> Why hasn't everyone been calling it a sippy cup the last few days? You're going to make me pa unpause all the things now? I'm sorry, Chozo. Um, but guys, do you guys have any last questions for Diego, Mr. Lightning Keyboards? We are reaching almost two hours, and typically we do hour and a half. Do you guys have any last questions? Yeah, roughly. Usually it goes a little higher. 500k for Alex to go sleep. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd ever do a sleep stream. I'd be too embarrassed. Make bed, sleep stream, make bed again, subathon. Oh, God. I don't know if I'd ever sleep do Sleep streams, TOS. Is it actually? Can't do sleep streams. Yeah, I think you can't sleep in, on stream. Oh, interesting. That's TOS. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things as like content creators for Twitch you cannot do. You should do like a 500k channel points where you have to show off your entire keyboard collection or oh, something like that, that would literally be too long like I, <laughs> i'd have to go walk over there that's a big walk chat look how long i'm saying all right and then i have to walk back to this desk it's a lot of work for 500 it's a lot of exercise though. i don't need that in my life that's negativity <laughs> uh important question for diego would you buy alex no toes body pillow oh my god not this. oh thing. absolutely gotta add the pock champ to the team <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I heard you guys mention you guys want a mustache on one side. What if, hear me out, chat, hear me out. What if instead of having the body pillow with a mustache on one side, what if we make the mustache like a 3D mustache on the body pillow? So it's like like fibers coming off. Hear me out. Oh, it's not a bad so idea, good. right? That's kind of so interesting. No? Uh, I would Velcro? Hate... Nobody? What do you mean? <laughs> That's well, one person, Omar said yes, like a tickly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache shaped body pillow? No, actually, that's a good idea too. Fuck. 
I just want a tater hater pillow. I hope you know I am no not endorsing or running this product, but if you guys want to use the photo and you guys are named Diego or Apiary or Space Cables or Chase, then yes, go ahead and run it, I guess. Just straight up weasel <laughs> hair? Why weasel hair? What is that supposed to mean? We free got mustache, permission. Free mustache <laughs> rides? Oh, that's gross. Tater hater plushie? I mean, those already... I mean, not the tater hater plushie, but that already exists. Finally, I can make the follicles of Alex's face on my skin. All right, this is getting weird. All right. <laughs> Kimchi kick W, dude. All right. Thank you again to Mr. Lightning Keyboards. If you guys haven't, check him out. I'm going to type an exclamation point guest here. We're going to wrap up stream. Let's see who we can raid. Do you want to raid anyone today, Diego? Do you want to pick? Let me see who's currently live. I don't know who's live. There's a lot of people on my list today. There's a Do lot. you guys, by any chance, like Dungeons and Dragons? Do you guys like Dungeons and Dragons? Because if so, there are two wonderful community members who go by the name of Prime Caps also, oh. who do Dungeons and Dragons streams uh, every we're letting, week. We're letting Diego pick today. Do you want to actually link it to me? Uh, yeah, they're called chat? chat versus everything. Can you put it in chat? I'm, I'm, called... too, I'm too stupid. Yeah. Slash raid. Oh, it's literally chat versus everything. Oh, that's not how you spell mm -hmm. raid though. All right, thank you again to Mr. Diego. If you guys want, why isn't this working now? Oh, is there a typo maybe? No, it's Twitch being weird. Okay, I think I got it. Is that right? Is that their logo? Is yeah. this right? Okay, perfect. Um, check out Prime Caps. Prime Caps is also they make cool keycaps, so you guys can ask them questions about keycaps. I don't know if they'll answer though, because they might not. But maybe. <laughs> but send them some love. Uh, I'm actually gonna check them out too. Um, and everyone have a great day. Thank you again, Diego. Thank you again, Chase. Thank you again, everyone yeah. who came out tonight. Um, one last thing. What's your macro, Alex? This is the DMQ spin, but it's sold out. I think they're restocking though. It's the DMQ design spin. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, everyone have a great night. Enjoy chat versus everything playing D&D, &D, the prime caps, and take care, everybody. Goodbye.